This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Greg Abbott and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. Enjoy. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Billet. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Toby Show Silva and welcome to the Blue Army Podcast. I'm going to start recording again because lads, it's time for our end of season party. That's right, it might be a little bit long in the tooth, but you know, we've not had a chance to properly celebrate together. And it's been one hell of a campaign for Carlisle United. We've got a lot to celebrate. We're going to have a couple of awards to give out. We've got best player, most improved player. We're going to go through a United best 11. We're going to debate the best 11. Some things are easier to debate than others. It's going to be a lot of fun, lads. It's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, and, and I've got a new feature right at the end of the podcast for people as well. That's replacing guessing the player for the summer. So I hope everybody enjoys that. But lads, we're here. We're getting started. So let's get things off. Oh, it's Maris. How's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is, of course, episode 112. And I am absolutely buzzing, not just because it's the end of season party, but because I'm joined. By the two men that I love to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right. I'm joined by Liam and Will. See, all right, boys, ready to party? Yeah, Absolutely. ready to party. Yeah, <laughs> it's time to party, boys. Episode 112. It's time for our end of season party slash end of season awards. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. It's going to be a couple of debates along the way. So just before we set off on our journey for the episode. At this time of the show, right at the start, we normally have traditions around here on the Blue Army podcast, and that can only mean one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Blue Army podcast, Joke of the Week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's It's the the Blue Blue Army Army podcast, Joke of the Week. All right, boys, here we go. Here we go. Ready for this one. Party time. What do you call it when someone tries to eat a clock? Um, I don't know. What do you call it when someone tries to eat a clock? 
Liam, you look so close to guessing it. I'm, so, I'm, I'm thinking it. I'm, I'm, I know it because I've heard it before, but I can't think of what it is. 11 <laughs> That's pretty good, Will. That's pretty good. But uh, I'm not really sure what it's called, but it's very time consuming. <laughs> I preferred Will's. <Yeah. laughs> not often does somebody come up with like a better punchline than the actual punchline. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> I like it. I don't know. Time consuming. That one's up for debate. I thought time consuming was a good joke. Yeah, 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 I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. It's fine. It's fine. And lads, um, because it's the pre-season and uh, it's summertime, we have to do things a little bit differently here. There's not as much news to cover as far as the League One roundup goes. So we've given Wills the honour of covering the League One roundup. And Liam is starting a slightly new feature called Liam's Rumour Mill. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun for us to dive <laughs> on. So he's going to have a couple of references for a, a couple of players that have been twitted around Twitter, all those articles. Uh, we haven't made up the rumours. Liam's going to give full accreditation to the people that do make up these rumours. I mean, do find out the rumours. I don't know if they make them up or not. We'll never know. But uh, it's all worth discussing. Do. Yeah, they definitely do. <laughs> they definitely do. But it's all worth discussing. And you never know, it might throw up some kind of debate or something. It'll be nice. So, uh, Will, we're going to yeah. pass over to you first. For uh, you know, a bit of normality, we're going to do the League One roundup with Will. How's it going, man? What's okay. crack? It lacking in League One. Well, I mean, not a lot because a lot of the clubs are on holidays and stuff like that. It's all ownership related, mostly anyway. So trying to work out who's going to be the Crawley of League One. You know, <laughs> we took we took the piss out of Crawley all season after that video. Who's gonna who, who's gonna be the kind of like basket case club with mad owners? Or to be fair, Crawley didn't get relegated. Um <laughs> Wigan already deducted eight points for the season. Oh. Um players not being paid. The owners have now said they're going to sell the club. And one of the well, the the prospective owner that is supposed to be signing uh, sorry signing buying Wigan is this guy who is only 21 um he was he spent about the last two years trying to buy Morecambe hmm. uh Sabot Johal um who is 21 and well he's easy businessman or something is is Bahraini no 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 he's not that's Wigan's previous owners. I don't know. I don't know much about him, but he's the mystery young mogul. <laughs> well, he's twenty-one, and he's he didn't pass the fit and proper persons test oh. when he was um, <laughs> trying to sign Morecambe. But now he's apparently trying to sign Wigan, um, the other club. And I haven't actually got any news on them, but we're waiting with bated breath for what's next for Fleetwood. Now the local um, rivals. Next well, season. yeah, I mean, Fleetwood's owner's gone to jail, so they're for sale. Why? Uh, why's he gone to jail? Yeah. Um, fraud, scams is. He passed the honourable owner's test, did he? <laughs> At one point, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he's owned Fleetwood since the run on league team, so I don't know, maybe he didn't need to. Maybe uh... he was just grandfathered in, but um, he, <laughs> his, he, he runs an energy company and. Um, 
He's been jailed for basically running a scam and ripping off customers of his energy business. Nothing to do with Fleetwood, but he's been the guy who's been um, bankrolling Fleetwood's rise up through the leagues, the traditionally a non-league club. Uh, now he's gone and Fleetwood are looking for new owners. Possibly they're going to need new investment. Um, so there's a couple of clubs there that, you know, kind of like teetering on the brink a little bit. Um, Charlton Athletic um, have a new owner incoming. It is uh, Charlie Methven, who was previously the owner of another club. I've forgotten who. Was it Hull? Oh, um, somebody, somebody used to own Sunderland, bought someone. This Sunderland, year. yeah, he was the is owner. Is that him? That's yeah, it. That's he was on guy. Sunderland Till I Die. That was him. I. He doesn't yeah. look like a proper football Was he the man, really like. cringy one? That had the yeah. Top? Yeah. It was. It was him. He had, it was a little, a large combination. He was the large one. He had that little bolder one, the little fatter oh, one that was like yeah. nice to everyone. And he was like, I need a striker. I need a striker. I'm sick of being held to ransom for a striker. <laughs> so, um, yes, I mean, he's taking over to Charlton. Um, Charlton... Not necessarily a bad, you know, not necessarily a bad side in the league last season. Where did they finish? Um, I don't see them. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the table. And I don't, oh, 10th. There they are. Yeah, I so would like, say like it suits him more than the Sunderland bigger... suits him. Like as a personality, yeah. from what you saw on the Sunderland Till I Die kind of documentary, you think like a London based team would suit him a lot more than Sunderland ever did. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of dropping back down to League One, which I guess is is where Sunderland were when he took over. So he's kind of try and do that again. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, I mean, Charlton are a club who, looking at you know, looking at this as kind of like new investment for a big club. They did finish tenth last season. They probably be looking to now really push for promotion. Um, and the only other news is that Steve Cottrell has left Shrewsbury Town. Not entirely sure why, only that he chose to. He hasn't been sacked. Um, it was announced a week ago that he was going to leave, and it's now been confirmed today that he has left. Um, he's, he's managed him for a few years. Uh, he's managed him through COVID, and he's mentioned... Um, that experience as he's left, and but also that their director of football was recently, um, did he got sacked? No, he didn't get sacked. Um, he's left to go to an, uh, St Mirren. No, he's came from St Mirren. I'm sorry, I'm trying to give you news as I'm reading it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, a, that's I mean, a level of research you could expect from the Blue Army podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So like that's the only I mean I mean that's the only clue anyway as to why he's left. Um that he wasn't very happy that his director of football had left. So Shrewsbury looking for a new manager, Paul Simpson, a former Shrewsbury manager. Not that he's going back there, but I'm sure there'll be a few you know, Shrewsbury fans being like, Oh yeah, we're gonna come and get Paul Simpson because he used to manage us and um they don't know the crack of it. <laughs> Nah, they don't know the crack of nothing. <laughs> they don't know the crack of nothing, Wills. Thanks for the League One roundup, buddy. Uh, but someone who does know the crack is Mr. Liam. Uh, he's got some transfer rumours on the rumour mill. 
Um, and uh, I mean, you're just going to read them out, aren't you? I suppose <laughs> don't 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 forget to accredit the people that made up these rumors because we don't want the credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's very important to say right off the bat that sort of Twitter transfer rumor pages cannot be trusted whatsoever. <laughs> but I've got three players here who have sort of been linked by a few different separate sources. Uh, and I'll go through them in sort of order of reliability. I'll go f- start with the least reliable, in my opinion. And it's Queen <laughs> of the South striker, Ruari Patton. Okay. Rory. No, it's not. It, it may be. It may, that's maybe, <laughs> but it's not, though. It's, it's R- a South U- African way. A- yeah, it's R- a South e- African way to that, spell you, Rory. Why do they have to be different? <laughs> do you know, Rory, have you met Rory the chef that was on my stag do? He's, that's how he spells his name. Is actually. Yeah, yeah, I used, yeah. To li- I used to live with an Irish guy who spelled his name like that. Yeah, it's Rory. Isn't it? it's Rory. I think it's, he pronounced it Rory. Rory. Well, Rory. Rory. <laughs> Rory. Yeah, like, in an Irish accent, Rory, you know? Either way, Mr. Parton, all right, is is um is currently Queen of the South. He's twenty two years old and he scored, you know, a goal for each one of those years last season. Twenty two goals uh in just over that amount of games. He's a young striker, absolutely burst onto the scene. Uh Queen of the South is in Scotland. I don't know why I just said Wales, but um Queen of the South <laughs> is in the uh, in the in the Scottish Championship anyways. Um or even I'm I'm getting all over the place, sorry. Yeah. Rory Patton. <laughs> Queen of the South, Scottish League One last season, although he has played in the Scottish Championship and not played as well. Uh, 22 goals in League One this season, the Scottish League One that is. Uh, Only 22 years old, I got that bit right. But uh, (laughs) this is one that I've seen from uh, EFL transfer rumours on Twitter, but I also saw a sort of news article linking him as well, uh, which is very similar to the next geezer. Uh, I can't pronounce this one even. Alex... Jakobiak. Okay. I try my best there. Yeah. Now he yeah, is from, and now he is um True Blue. Scottish Championship. Oh sorry, I thought we were playing that. Sorry, I'm not used to playing. I'm not used to playing. Sorry. It's like players from the season 2023-24. True blue or not. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Liam. He's played 4D True Blue, not <laughs> the future players. But uh, but no, this is from Daily Record Sport, and I've also seen a news article linking him as well. He hasn't had the best sort of career in terms of goal scoring, but he is a striker, 26 years old. He's going to be released by Dundee, so we'll be able to get him as a free agent. Maybe you can make the step to the League One football, but um, he's 26, and if they end up getting him, which, you know, I do actually kind of trust this one a little bit. Because it looks, it's a little bit left field, and it doesn't seem like one that would be made up. Like, you know, you'll see a lot of these accounts link us to. I've seen Josh Coyote, I've seen Simeu, I've seen, you know, that that um, Swit, that Jesse Deborah from Halifax Town. You know, players that everyone's after, or just ex players. But it's so left field that it might be true just for that reason. Uh, but yeah, twenty six years old, Mister Alex. I'm not going to say a second name again. Or I'm not Mister Alex. That's the one. Jackalback. And then there's the one that I think is the most reliable and I think probably will end up happening. And it's released Morecambe right back, Ryan Cooney, because he's been linked by pretty much every one of these pages under the sun. Uh, I'm taking this from the Goalpost News on Twitter. Um, I I don't know how reliable they are. I I can't imagine very. But I have seen a few people saying he's been like a 
seen around in the city or and things like that. And it's a it's a move that is very very possible. Uh, he's had a few good seasons in League One. He's only young as well, twenty two, twenty three, something like that. Um, he's one of them ones that Morecambe fans aren't really sure why he got released. He's a little bit like their Joel Senior, um, except probably a little bit better because he'd been playing in League One. Maybe it was the fact that he didn't want to stay at the club and they didn't weren't bothered bringing him a new contract. But yeah, um, according to this, Burton Albion, Accrington Stanley, and Forest Green are also interested. But I, again, I can't tell you how reliable that is. Um, but yeah, it's not far to, to move. I don't know where he lives, but if he's been playing in Morecambe, it's not that unimaginable that he could move that little bit further north to Carlisle. Uh, and I think I think it'd be a good sign, and that's uh, Ryan Cooney. Okay, okay. So thanks very much for the rumor mill, Liam and Will. Thank you very much for the League One roundup. Uh, I like that. That was pretty good. That you know, I'm sure one day you can team up together again in true blue or not a blue in just a couple of minutes. We've got that one coming up. <laughs> but we've uh, we've we've got a little bit more news to cover. Um, I wrote most of these notes on Monday, uh, and now it's Wednesday when we're recording this. So uh, in my notes, it says um, uh, you know possible interest linking Dennis with such and such a p- club by Cufc dot hub on Instagram, and uh, that was wrong. But because Dennis has signed for Tramia Rovers uh, on a two-year deal, he's turned down his Carlisle United contract, which was reported in the News and Star to have been a one-year contract extension with an appearance clause that could trigger a second year. The 33-year-old has made the short journey down to Merseyside and joins up with Tramia Rovers. It has been heavily rumoured that he will be joined by another former Carlisle United player. If you haven't seen the rumours already, it was leaked on Twitter by the Tramia Rovers fan hub that Joel Senior has also been spotted in Tramia. Uh, obviously not a player that we had offered a contract to, so obviously he was going to sign somewhere. Um, but uh, that's an interesting link and uh, I believe a pretty good fit as well for Joel Senior, but um, another Carlisle United player who was offered a contract and is of yet, as I check, is of yet, still yet to sign uh, a new contract, is Morgan Feeney, who has had a lot of things written about him, not only by the CUFC.hub on Instagram, linking Morgan Feeney with Hearts, Hibernian and Aberdeen. It seems like there's a lot of interest in Morgan Feeney. Now, lads, my opinion on Morgan Feeney, uh, I think I said last week on the podcast, he waited to see whether or not we were going to get promoted to League One. Now we're getting promoted into League One. And even now, even though he's you know not signed a contract yet, I do believe um, that Morgan Feeney is going to sign another contract. And I thought at the time that no one in the championship or above will sign a centre-back who's not six foot tall or or taller, basically. Um, But I didn't consider the Scottish Premier League. Um, So that's a bit of a shitter, uh, to be completely honest. (laughs) Lads, the lone lads have been heavily linked with Carla United in a return in one form or another. So there's Ben Barkley, Jack Robinson, Alfie McCalmont, J.K. Gordon and Finn back. So, there's five of them on the list. Yeah. I want you to give 
five points to the person that you want back the most. Just off the top of your head, Ben Barkley, Jack Robinson, Alfie McCalmon, J.K. Gordon, and Finn Back. Wills, as quick as you can, who would you give you five points to? Uh, Finn Back. Finn Back gets five. Liam? Alfie McCalmont. Alfie McCalmont for Liam. Right, four points, boys. J.K. Gordon. J.K. Gordon for Wills. And what was that? Finn Back. And a Finn Back. Oh, right, nice, nice. Like that one. And uh, three points. Alfie McCalmont. Alfie McCalmont for Wills. Liam? Uh, J.K. Gordon. J.K. Gordon with the three points. Okay, very interesting. And two points. You've got Ben Barkley and Jack Robinson left. Yeah, Ben Barkley Barkley. too. Yeah, Ben Barkley. Ben Barkley for Liam as well, which leaves Jack Robinson with a one and a one And um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the way I felt like the conversation was going to go, but I wanted to go about the conversation (laughs) in a very different way of doing it. Now, um, yeah, we can all see now, based on that, that, we might not want to see Jack Robinson come back. And uh, and it, it might be slightly unfair because we didn't really to get to see a whole lot of the Middlesbrough youngster. But what is really interesting, lads, is that, um, you know, there is, a, there, is a, there is actually a clear winner in this one. And it is Finn Back who's managed to gather nine points um, on this little tally that we've done. And uh, yeah, I, I, I have to agree with you. I think like he would be my sort of number one to bring back in. But Will, why would you want yeah. to bring Finn back back into a League One setup? Um, I mean, it's both on the strength of his performances. Um, you know, he's a, it was, it was the best out of the different players. I think that we tried it right back over the course of the season, but I also really liked him going forward as well. I thought he was a good wing back and that's the sort of player that works well in our system. Someone who can get up the pitch. And although to be fair, Joel senior did start doing that very well towards the end of the season. Um, But I mean, the other thing as well is it's, it's, it's a right back and that's somewhere that we probably want to get a player. Yeah, yeah. Liam, why did why did, why would you uh I mean like to be fair, you gave your five points to Alfie McCalmont. So maybe maybe you should answer that. Alfie McCalmont came in with eight points, so he's second on this overall tally. Um why would you like to see Alfie McCalmont back in League One? Uh to be honest, I agree I agree with Wills that probably if we're going off last season, Finback might have been the more sound shout. But I just think Alfie McCalmont's one that they could get on a permanent deal instead of a loan deal, and I think if we're talking about the future, I just think Paul Simpson will be able to sh- shape him very, very well. Like I think he's got such talent that I think you give him the time to mature as a regular starter in a Paul Simpson system, then he would he would absolutely flourish and he would be really, really good. Especially if they ended up sign, uh, selling Moxon, because I think he's an ideal replacement for him if he were to go, which he might not. Uh, but yeah, that it's a, it was a toss-up between the two, I, I can't lie, but they're both just really talented youngsters that can very, very easily play in League One or League Two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like for me, Finn Back was definitely just like a really good cut above the rest. You could see evidence of it when he was playing. Um, that he was, he had that extra bit of quality. He could spark a move, even though he was in the back five. And uh, yeah, I think Finn Back is already League One quality. Yeah, but he's just not had the opportunity to play in League One um, on a regular basis. So like that'll. 
that'll come to fruition and hopefully we'll be the lucky receivers of a bit of Finback development. Uh, the other big news at Carlisle United is that they've signed a multi-year deal with Umbro to look after the, the kits and the training gear and the leisure wear and all that kind of stuff. Will, are you excited that we've managed to uh, procure a well-known bloody kit sponsor for the first time in a while? Um, well, we've had Umbro a couple of times and sometimes have been good, but like, uh, some of the Umbro kits we've had over the years, I don't think have been that good. So I feel like yeah. this could go one of two ways. Um, the purple kit. I'm not that bothered about the fact that... That purple that, kit was quality. Yeah, it was fine. The quality street. Yeah, it was quality street. The build quality that, um, <laughs> that some of the Umbro kits have been lacking in, I think. But um, also, like I don't know, they've never really made a good out there home kit for us. It's yeah. always seemed very off the peg. Um but I mean I'm they they could go either way. They could be very good or it could just we could just get some kind of like blue and white template. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean the other thing as well is I'm not I'm I'm not bothered at all about the name recognition of Umbro being a big brand. Um when you look around at some of the you know, some of my favourite kits that I've seen from other teams at this level over the past few years. Often it's been these small up-and-coming brands. Um, Hummel did a few, although they're no, they're no longer able to serve the UK market because of some issue with suppliers, apparently. But, um, yeah, you know, like, there's there's been some really good kits out there designed by um, kit manufacturers that I hadn't heard of before they started making a kit for someone like uh, Colchester or a Swindon or someone. <laughs> now, uh, the kit launch is on the 22nd of this month and uh, the shirts will be available to buy that evening from the club shop, I believe, from 4pm till 10pm. So there's an extra late opening just for season yeah. ticket holders, though. So there's a reason to go and renew your season ticket nice and early so you can get your uh, your shirt nice and early uh, but if you're just an uh, average Joe you can buy your shirt on the next day on the 23rd Liam we've had this debate before uh, last season on the podcast uh, what colour do you want the away shirt to be go on lad what colour do you want the away shirt to be royal blue like it should be I don't <laughs> want away shirt any... <laughs> the away shirt oh I thought you said problems <laughs> right, that'll be a big mix up. oh no okay I don't mind then um... has anyone ever had the same colour home and away shirt by the way is anyone <laughs> has it ever been the time when a team's done that I'm pretty sure there's teams that just do like you know they normally wear like red and yellow stripes but on away days they wear yellow and red stripes <laughs> yeah. there's some teams that like don't you know just refuse to wear anything DV from there, these are our colours. Real Madrid <laughs> made one very similar to their away, like home kit, like a few yeah, years ago that they just didn't wear at all. Sounds like a Real Madrid thing. They're kind of one of them clubs that you can imagine going, no, we wear white and purple everywhere. What colour do you want the away kit to be, mate, in an ideal world? Oh, I like I like purple and I like a good sort of like on the video I did like a week ago with that concept football shirt company, that mustard yellow they came up with, like that like sort of darkish yellow was really cool as well. So they were the two I'll be like, or a deck chair shirt if they can get away with it. But, you know, failing that, I want a purple one. I like, I love purple kits, which is why I love that grape one that Umbro brought out a few years ago. 
<laughs> yeah, Will, uh, off the cuff, yeah. what away colours would you be interested in next year, seeing the most? Uh, What's your favourite colour? I don't know. Deck chair. Deck chair. Every year we do this, there's always yeah. someone or more than one person that wants the deck chair to come back. And you're right as well, it's the yeah. coolest shirt in football. It really is. <laughs> It's a beautiful kit. It's a beautiful kit. Right, lads, Maybe we'll move on. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, we go into negotiations with these clubs and, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, John Nixon goes, oh, is it possible you could do as a deck chair kit? And they, and then, like, area or whoever, just like, no. I'm <laughs> 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 doing you a bespoke kit for League Two. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Umbro's cool enough. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully Umbro's cool enough. Yeah. Right, lads. We're at the middle of the show, which means it's time for everybody's second favourite game. It's time for True Blue or Not a Blue. Diddly 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 do. The season, gentlemen, we are playing the game within is the 1982-1983 season. And the first name on the list, as uh, as always, gentlemen, sorry, I always forget this, don't I? All names could be real and all names could be made up. It's time to play True Blue or Not a Blue. Dilly, 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 do. <laughs> the first, yeah. The first I'm so name... glad we got that disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> The first name on the list is John Ashthurst. Ashthurst. What year are these Ash- from? Sorry. Ashthurst. 80- oh, Ashthurst. 82, 83. Okay. John Ashthurst. John Ashthurst. John Ashurst. I don't know. I don't feel like I don't. It's it's a normal enough sounding name. It just I don't know. I can't imagine. It doesn't sound like a footballer to me. It sounds like a lawyer. That is the best logic I've heard in my life. And I will 100% back it, yeah. Well, you're backing it and you're saying not a blue to John Ashurst. Gentlemen. Yeah. John Ashurst was a blue, I'm afraid. He was a defender. We've been dreadful at this, you know. A Scottish defender. You're having a bit of a shit at you, are yeah. You're having, you're, oh, we've you're already, we've already peaked. Yeah, we've, we don't care about this anymore. Yeah, we peaked <laughs> and then dropped off immediately, like, right all after. Right, I'll co- all right, I'll come up with a new game then. Bloody hell, new games every bloody week. I'll just come up with them cards. <laughs> Got a new game for the end of this podcast. I have to come up with a new game for the middle of the podcast. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just become a quiz master or something. I don't know. <laughs> Bloody hell. Right, anyway, we'll, we'll keep, we'll carry on. We'll carry on. Go quick fire with it, lads. Go quick fire with it. Russell Campbell. No. No. It's not a blue. Well done, lads. Get in. <laughs> nice. Right, next one. Robert Lee. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blue. Well done, lads. Get in. He was a forward. Woohoo. See, nearly there now. You're almost on for a good game. Ready? Yeah. Gordon Swinburne. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's not a blue lad, oh. sorry. <laughs> what's so, a Swinburne? Sounds very Cumbrian. Yes, yeah, Swinburne. I've heard of a Swinburne, yeah. It's Lee one King. of them ones where I combined someone's first name and someone's second name together. It was one of them ones. No. There was a Swinburne and there was a Gordon, but it wasn't Gordon Swinburne, I'm afraid. Boys, 
that's not bad. You know, yeah. 50%. And it was a 50%. bit of fun firing through them at the end. I enjoyed that. But what I'm really going to enjoy is the party starting because it's time to give out the certificates. Everyone sit in a circle. Sit down, John Mellish. Sit, cross your legs. Cross your legs. It's time for the end of season awards. Get in. It's the end. Of, it's the awards I've been invited to. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. By myself. Um, anyway, <laughs> that I organised. Yeah, it's just like organising your own birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> but lads, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, it, it's time for the end of season awards. We always have a lot of fun when we do these episodes. Uh, we'll, we'll end with the Carlisle United's best lineup for the season, but we'll start with the listeners player of the season. I took a poll on Instagram where over a hundred people voted. Thank you so much for participating in that vote. Everyone. Uh, I was, had to give a four-person shortlist for the awards, and the four people I nominated for the awards were Paul Huntington, Christian Dennis, John Mellish, and Owen Moxon. And out of those, in order, in fourth place, the listeners' player of the season, fourth place, Christian Dennis, who got 3% of the vote, Paul Huntington, was in third place with 11% of the vote. John Mellish came in second with 13% of the vote, which means that Owen Moxon, with an astonishing 73% of the vote, wins the Blue Army podcast listeners' player of the season. Round of applause, boys. Very well done. Very well done. Very well done. Owen Moxon gets to take home the award. And uh, I mean, massively deservedly so. It might not be the last time we say his name on this awards list, but we'll move on to the overall Foxy's Feature Man of the Matches Awards. And we have the top three. Lads, do you have a guess? Do you have a guess? Uh, you want to have a guess who, who was number one in the Foxes feature man of the match before we get there? Um, I mean, it, I, I remember like not long before the end of the season, somebody was out in the lead, maybe probably Owen Moxon, but it'll either be Owen Moxon or I think like uh, Mellish. Hunting, Mellish I think Huntington got a lot as well. Um, I think that'll be the top three Huntington, Mellish. Yeah, Mox. and also towards the end of the season, uh, Thomas Holy and even John Thomas Gibson Holy started racking up. A, yeah, they racked up a few, but I think Moxon was out in front. Gone. Well, 
Jack Armour came ah. in third place with 12 Man of the Match awards in total. John That's Mellish came second with 13 Man of the Match awards in total. And Owen Moxon came first with 26 Jesus. Man of the Match awards yeah. in total. Very deservedly so. Thomas Hoyley won... Um, let's have a look. Eight in the end. Yeah, they all bit more than I thought. They as all well, kind yeah. of sort of like came towards. It was the end a week of the we all voted for Thomas, I think. Yeah, it was one week we all voted. There was a week where we all voted. It was like two weeks in a row. We all yeah. voted for Alfie one week, and we all voted for Thomas the week after. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it probably didn't help the defensive players that when we got beat, we quite often just didn't. <laughs> didn't have a man of the match. <laughs> so you know them things yeah. where you know the team aren't that great and your goalie's the best player or something like that. They like Thomas well, we Holy and the other like defenders. We only bailed on like did two. We did, we did it once or twice. We did it you once or twice. You know how many twice. Dennis got out of interest? Uh, right, okay, let's have a look. Not that many. Not that many. His uh, well, goals tended to come in like five. little streaks. His goals, yeah, but his goals tended to come in like little streaks. And we were keeping clean sheets during those streaks as well. Yeah. But you just think for a promoted side, your top goal scorer gets more man of the match awards than your goalkeeper. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I don't think Dennis got a man of the match award from like December onwards, like of Yeah. Course. It's I mean yeah. like for all you know, for the amount of goals he scored, the he, you know, the way that they came and the number of really good matches he had, I suppose. I didn't expect more than five. Yeah, and the amount of times that Dennis Got two goals, but in the same match, Owen Moxon got three assists. Yeah, so... very that, that did happen. That <laughs> yeah. did happen. Yeah, we gave Owen Moxon one of the matches, even though Dennis scored a goal or two sometimes. Yeah, because uh, he would normally, especially when Joe Garner came in, he gets subbed yeah. off and stuff all the time, and obviously had that run outside of the team. But lads, we'll move on to the next award, which is the first award that we get to kind of debate over. Uh, so the first award that we're going to have a little debate over is the most improved player. Awards, and as you decide and make your final decisions on yours, I'm going to tell you who my most improved player is. And it probably comes as no surprise I've given the most improved player. I mean, you'd normally give it to a young person, wouldn't you? You would think it's more of a youth style award, but I've given it to Callum Guy because of his ability to add worldies to his game this season. Uh, I mean, times in his goal tally by five. What an accomplishment! Like, you know. It's an amazing career stat for him to do within the one season. So, uh, yeah, most improved player over the season. He played a lot of games. He added goals to his game, which meant he was a threat from the midfield. And he was also assisting all day long as much as he could. Callum Guy for me. Will, who are you giving your most improved player to? Um, I've kind of like, I had an initial, I, I had an initial thought about this. And then I've been kind of like, mulling over whether this is the right answer to the question, but it, it I just keep coming back to the fact that 12 months ago, Owen Moxon was a part-time player in the Scottish lower league, so he wasn't playing for us, but you know, the level he was at, and then now, you know, he's in the, you know, in the view of many independent pundits, the best player in League 2, certainly the best midfielder, so that's an improvement. It's not an improvement for us, but I'm going to... Yeah, he's most improved player. 
Okay, it's hard. It's hard to argue with Liam. Are you it's because I wasn't like there with Annan, so he could have been just as good the entire season long at Annan <laughs> to see. But he was only part time, so surely he can't have been that because you know surely he'll have been lacking a bit of fitness or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't going to go and widow in Moxon, but that <laughs> it's, it's very difficult to argue with that. But I'm, I'm going to stick it with is. my answer and just say that like improved over the course of the season because Owen Moxon was really, really excellent from game week one, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, also I think. Yeah. Also I just didn't want to give like three awards in a row to Owen Moxon. <laughs> very true, very true. So I'll go with Taylor Charters. Um because he, he he wasn't in the team at all towards the start of the season, was he? And now we and you know becoming the hero at Wembley in the end, also contributing a lot of uh appearances in the first team when he was fit he was arguably one of our best midfielders you know he completely replaced Jordan Gibson at one point in the season and for a youth player who really wasn't playing last season or towards the start of the season I think that is a sort of massive improvement from him because he's he's, he's in Carlisle folklore now with that penalty uh, in the playoff final so yeah I'll give it to the the Maryport Messi well, you've both made really good cases and uh, I feel like they're both more uh, logical than mine. So <laughs> I'm going to have to come down on one side of the fence or the other to, for the overall winner. And um, I did state earlier that I didn't want to give Owen Moxon three wards in a row. Um, so I'm not going to. I'm going to give it to Taylor Charters because of everything Liam just said. Um, yeah, like he said, he wasn't in the first team. Uh, like Very similar to Owen Moxon and the fact that he was pretty much playing part-time football last season for Gateshead as well. And yeah, uh, he's managed to get through that injury and force himself into some very important minutes towards the end of the season. I don't think Paul uh, Simpson would have put Taylor Charters anywhere near uh, the bench if he didn't think he was a competitive League Two player. And uh, yeah, so you're turning so... your back on Callum Guy? Well, yeah, because it has to go to someone. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to Taylor Charters because it's more logical than me giving it to Callum Guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's that one. So, uh, Taylor Charters gets most improved player for the season. Uh, goal of the season time now, gentlemen. Um, it, it'd be quite interesting to see where everybody lies. There's a, there's a couple of Callum Guy worldies, as I mentioned earlier, but uh, I couldn't pick one out of them that was better than Jack Armour's uh, edge of the box smasher against Swindon away, and uh, so I've given it to Jack Armour for for that sort of uh, that volley that he smashed into the top corner. Uh, Liam, who have you given your goal of the season to? Uh, I was undecided for a while between two. I was between John Mellish's overhead kick against Rochdale right. and Jack Armour's screamer against Swindon, but I, you can't argue with Jack's screamer, like. As much as I adored Mellish scoring an overhead kick, and that memory will stay with me forever, um, <laughs> Arm- Armour's is just pure quality, and he deserves it. He got the official one as well, but he, he deserves it. Absolute screamer. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, John Mellish's bite, because it was different. You know, Callum Guy's goals were different, and obviously yeah. the screamer was different, and um, even Joe Garner's, like, goal of the season candidate thing had, had a bit of merit to it, the way that he brought the ball forward, jinked inside and finished it. Uh, mm. It's a difficult one. Will, who have you gone with? Um, so I was torn between three, and the two that I didn't go with was, uh, yeah, goal of the official goal of the season, Jack Armour's Thunderbolt. Because um, I do love it. I do love a shot from range. 
Um, but I've gone with something a little bit more curling and cultured. Um, I was tempted as well by Callum Guy's goal against Wimbledon on your stag do, but oh, yeah. I yeah. I decided to go for Taylor Charters against Harrogate. Aye. Do you think about more... Owen Moxon like walking it in and going round the keeper? Do you ever think about that one for a little bit? Well, I watched I watched through all the ten kind of official nominees, and that was one of them. Um, but I like I like a shot from range. It's his first goal for the club. As well. so yeah, nice and the way well. he kind of controlled it, and you know, I say like I, I like one with a bit of curl on rather than a thunderbolt. So that's kind of like draw me away from armors towards that one. Oh, so I think, uh, Liam, you voted for Jack Armour. I voted for Jack yeah. Armour. Will, you voted for Taylor Charters. Very honourably, but the goal of the season <laughs> Blue Army podcast is going to go to Jack Armour's volley away against Swindon Town. So congratulations to him. Right, lads, the overall best player this season. I don't think this is going to take very long. Will, who have you gone for? Moxon. Exactly. Liam? <laughs> Jen Harris, not joking. Owen Moxon. <laughs> Owen Moxon. Yes. Yeah, of course it is. We've all gone for Owen Moxon, best player of the season, best player in the league, and uh, future England captain. So uh, he's one of our own. He's one of our own. Congratulations, best overall player, Owen Moxon. Right, lads. It's the time where we're going to debate Carly United's best 11 for the season. Now, we always know there's a couple of positions that are pretty much nailed on and we kind of like to get them out the way early as possible. Um, Will, who have you got in goal? Thomas Holy. Same. Liam? No surprise, Thomas Holy. It, it had to be, didn't it? It had to be. Right, you're back free, lads. Um, Liam? Um, Huntington, Feeney, Mellish. And I agree with that one as well. Will? Yeah, hunting and feeding Mellish. There are certain positions that just pick themselves. And there is, there is. And the back That's three, what... I think, all of those. They've been fantastic. I mean, Whelan's had a fantastic time when he stepped in. Barkley, obviously, with his heroics and everything like that. But for consistency throughout the season, that's your goalkeeper. And there you're back three. Your left back has to be Jack Armour. Yeah. Liam? Yeah, Jack Armour. Will? Yeah. Yeah, Jack Armour. It has to be. It has to be. Right. So it's about to start getting a little bit more tasty when we talk about the right back, because that one does have a potential uh, to have a little bit of disagreement. Now, obviously, we had a number of right backs that played throughout the season. The man that started the season, Finn back, the man that filled in, Jack Ellis, and then got injured. And then obviously, Joel Senior got back from injury and filled in. Uh, there was... I think that Duncan Idahan got a chance out right at one game or something. Corey Whelan might have played at right back at some point this season. But, um, Will, who have you gone for in the right back position for the best team of this season? Uh, Finn Back. Finn Back, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Just, is that, why has he edged it for you? Um, I mean, like, I am kind of mentioned him as well among the players, that the loanees that I'd like to bring back. I thought he was the... Uh, more technically gifted of the players that have played there. Um, excited to see Jack Ellis come on, but um, Finn back was as more senior experience and, like I say, the you know the his, his ability as a wing back to go forward and trouble the keeper as well. So he was my my first choice of, of yeah, anyone that we had. Yeah, 
I know, I know, I know another person on the podcast that is a big fan of a different right back. Now I wonder if he's going to back his right back or he's going to back Finn back. Let's find out, Liam. Is it Finn back or is it Joel Senior <laughs> or is it Jack Ellis? I don't know who you're going to go for. It's Jack Ellis, yeah. It is Jack Ellis. <laughs> yeah, it's Jack Ellis. <laughs> I just think when you remember when we had that Cumbrian four in the team, I genuinely yeah. think that's when we played our best football, and he's done it absolutely nothing wrong. And I think he'll be first choice next season as well. He, it is between him and Finn Buck. Uh oh, and Joel Senior as well because he had a good end to the season. But that's why I would have thought you were tempted because you like Joel Senior. So I do I like Joel Senior. Tempted to put him in. Nah, but I think we never played our best football when. Joel Senior was playing, but yeah, I think Jack Ellis just for the whole like Cumbrian team thing. Yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, but like I also said earlier, I feel like Finn Back, you could just see he was a class above the rest. He was already uh, a league above, and uh, when he's fit, he's, he's a deadly right back. So I, I went for Finn Back, which leaves us because it's a two to one vote out on this particular situation with. Thomas Hoyley in Nets, Finn Back, John Mellish, Paul Huntington, Morgan Feeney and Jack Armour across the back uh, for our team of the season so far. We're going to jump into the midfield, which also has uh, a bit of potential controversy and debate to it. There's two positions, though, that I feel like aren't as debatable, um, but it might be more fun just to say your midfield free. And uh, Liam, do you want to go and tell us your midfield free? Uh, I've gone with Moxon, Guy, Charters. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, uh, Will, I'll let you tell us yours and then we can kind of debate a little bit. Yeah, uh, Moxon, Guy and Charters. Oh, well, there's no reason to debate them because I've also <laughs> gone for Moxon, Guy and Charters. Um, yeah, but you don't know, you know, there's always a temptation yeah. to put in McCalmont, wasn't there? Yeah, or, you know, Did I think, think Moxon and Guy were the, you know, the picks, that you know, the ones that, I, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. imagine either of you two disagreeing on Moxon and Guy. Um, the third midfield spot. There was some other, um, you know, some other players, all of who gave reasons why they might be the one to play there. Uh, Gibson, and as you mentioned, McCalmont. Um, and I don't know if even like sometimes Patrick was put there. Was he sometimes just so that he could be in? The squad, and uh, sorry, not just so he could be in the squad, but I think he sometimes went to like a four four two and then sort of pushed him into like a yeah. wide midfield tour. Right? Yeah, so they had an attacking player there. Yeah, instead. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, I think of those like uh, Gibson and Patrick both came in and made important contributions when they did. Um, of the of of the options though, I feel like Charters just was more consistent for the time that he was available for us. Yeah. I just, and he, he, he looked he more like a standard, he looked more like a kind of out. like, no, traditional kind of classic midfielder role. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're all in agreement. We're absolutely all in agreement. So the midfield three is settled. Moxon, Guy and Charters. And uh, the strikers though, this is probably where, I mean, I said this earlier, didn't I? But there might not be any sort of controversy. This is potentially where there could be a lot of mix-up. Um, my front two, and I'll tell you quickly, we can debate it all at the end. Um, my front two is Dennis and Edmondson. Will, who have you gone for? It's. I mean, I was having difficulty with this one, not just because of the amount of choices we've got, but like, it's like, do you consider it as 
a two and pick the two that you want because that's how Simpsons sometimes. Ah, uh, do you pick the partnership as if he had like yeah, as if he had like a set of partnerships, and then it's kind of like you know we tr- we tried different partnerships at different times in the season, and you know some of them were really good when they were kind of like both on song, um, but none of the partnerships that we tried just lasted throughout the season. Um, there was always kind of players going in and off of form. Um, but so I've just picked the one that I thought when they were on form, that was the best that any partnership had been for us over the course of the season. Uh, it's a Dennis and Gordon. Okay, okay. I think so that's spelled when Dennis and Gordon were the, were the two, and that was kind of like while Dennis was scoring lots of goals and Gordon weighed in with a couple early on in his time. And that... I, th- I think those performances were our best attacking performances. So that's why I picked them two as a two. Liam? I'm so close to changing my mind after what Liam has <laughs> just said. But uh, I'm still I'm going to stick with Dennis and Edmondson because they're the two that have scored the most goals. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's kind of like you, yeah. kind of like, do you just pick the two players because they're like Edmondson or like um, Patrick Organa might feel if they're listening and are disappointed at missing out <laughs> there, it's like, you know, they may be, yeah, you know, they may be in our top two strikers, but do you, you know, are they one of the two in our team? I guess, see what Liam's done. He might have come up with a completely different way of picking his two. <laughs> well, I, I yeah, genuinely, I just picked the two that, yeah. individually look better. I didn't go for the partnership. Thing. Uh, so did you already yeah. say yeah. uh, Dennis and, Dennis and Edmondson, I was going to oh, say. Oh, sorry, I mean, Skelly. Did Skelly already say yeah, Dennis? I did, I. Uh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot that you'd already been. Yeah, I, I just dived on it first, mate. Yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> I mean, like, three, three votes for Dennis, uh, two votes for Edmondson. So, that puts them two as the strike partnership for this particular 11. So, your Carlisle United Blue Army Podcasts Best 11 for the 2022-2023 season has Thomas Hoyley in goals, Finn back at right back, John Mellish, Paul Huntington and Morgan Feeney across a back three with Jack Armour playing on the left back position with Owen Moxon, Callum Guy and Taylor Charters across a midfield three featuring Christian Dennis and Ryan Edmondson atop. Um, yeah, all well deserved. It's, it's you know, I'm pretty happy with that. I'm pretty happy with that. If Simo pulled that lineup uh, out the bag first game of the season, I'd be happy with that. That'd be a pretty good lineup. I think we're going to be comp- competitive next year, right, boys? That is the pomp and circumstance over with. And normally at this point of the podcast, we would move on to everybody's favorite game guessing their player, guessing their player. <laughs> And to guess in their player, guess in their player. That's right. But we're not, we're not big sound effect. You know, one of those sound effects. Um, You know, big sound effect in there. We're not playing that uh, because we finished the season and we're going to reserve guessing the player for, you know, the season. And uh, so I've came up with a new game that we can play over the course of the summer. And it's called. The Big Fat Quiz of the Season. So it's similar to the Big Fat Quiz of the Year. We're going to go all the way back to last year. And I'm going to ask you some questions. And every week, we're going to get closer and closer to the the end of last season, basically. So uh, Mm. obviously, these questions are to do with a year 
from now. So, boys, how this quiz is going to work is that I have a little bit in column A and a little bit in column B, okay? <laughs> and there's, uh, there's three questions in column A and there's three questions in column B. Will, as the champion of guessing the player, you can pick... Have to bring it up. <laughs> what set of questions... <laughs> Uh, you would like to go for, and uh, we'll tackle them. I mean, you'll go first. You can answer your free yeah. first, and then Liam, you'll answer your free second. Then obviously next week on the podcast, you know, you'll go first. Will's will go seconds, and and we'll just go vice versa. Yeah. We will keep the totals running all the way until the end of the season. You get one point per correct answer. Will, would you yeah. like the questions from column A? All the questions from column B. Uh, column A, please. You've gone for column A, so I've got column B. Good, I'm opening. I'm opening. All right, okay, so Liam's happy with that. We've opened it. We're open. There's that there. We're open, and this is column A I'm reading out now. So, Will, the first question in the big fat quiz of the season is against who and what score was Carlisle United's last game of last season. So the 2021-2022 season. Um, I think the last game of the season, was it against Bradford? And was it 2-0 was it to Bradford? Congratulations, Will. You're off to a great start. <laughs> You've got one point there. Well done. That is a correct answer, sir. It was 2-0 against Bradford. We lost. Uh, the second question, Will, is only two players accepted new contracts over that summer. Who were they? Um, I think we got... Let me see. I'm going to go Jamie Devitt because I think his contract was only up to the summer and then he was given a new one. I think Jamie Devitt was one of them. And for the other one, I'm going to go um, not Feeney, otherwise his contract wouldn't be up now. It'd be someone. Um, I'm going to say Callum Guy. It was Taylor Charters and Brennan Dickinson. Ah, oh, yeah, I knew that one. That I remember <laughs> Brennan Dickinson. Uh, Taylor Charters. I thought that and... Debit, yeah, I thought that Debit had only come in till the end of the season initially, which is why I thought he must have been one of them. Yeah, I think, I, I think, think he was one of them. Was there not free because he he didn't get he offered one in. initially? He came in, he came in. It wasn't like one of the, you know, when you offered everyone a new deal, he didn't get offered yeah. like a, a new deal. He just kind of came in and retrained and stuff, got offered a deal like later on down the line, oh, after a right. bit of failed trials elsewhere and stuff. So he's, he, he, he technically uh, wasn't offered a contract by Carla United at the end of that season. He was offered a contract after he spent a bit of time on trial. So he was allowed to go away, but he came back and managed to earn himself a new deal. There's a bit of a sucker, a bit of a sucker. Um, question number three, Wills, is yeah. over the summer, Michael Kelly was signed as a backup goalkeeper, but from which club was he signed from? Oh, well, I mean, I, th I think he was in Ireland, so 
I don't know. I'm going to go with Glenn Torrin. It was Bray Wanderers, I'm afraid, uh, mate. So not the most successful round, but we don't know yet. We've got nothing to compare it to. Liam, you're up with column B. Off we go, mate. Right. Will's got that one point. How are you feeling? You feeling confident? I knew all three of them. So Ooh, <laughs> Mr. Memory over there. Here we go, mate. <laughs> Who was Carlisle's First summer signing. I'm no longer confident. <laughs> I think I think I know who it is. Oh, uh, uh, I think I know who was second. <laughs> um, because they got they got linked at the same time. I, I think Ryan Edmondson was the second one we signed, but there was one right before him, and they were both in the in the thing of like two days. Who was he? Was it? Moxon. Moxon was first. Are you going with Moxon? Mox. Moxon. Yeah. You were correct, sir. Well done. It was Owen Moxon. Yes. You almost, uh, you know, fluffed it. But yeah, it was Owen Moxon. (laughs) So that's one point, mate. Well done. Uh, The second question is, two players rejected contract extensions over the summer. Who were they? Magnus Norman was one. Um... I know the other. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the other. It should have been Brennan Dickinson, but it wasn't. Uh, who was the other? <laughs> um, Joel Riley. Yeah. <laughs> it was Magnus Norman and Joe Riley. So two points, Liam. Well done. You're off to a really good start. You might make a whole clean sweep here. And get a free one advantage in the first week. Who was Carlisle's first loan signing? I'm trying to think of who we brought in now. It wasn't Alfie because he was in January. Um, I'm trying to think, is it one of the really naff ones that went back in Jan? Oh, I think it might have been. Was it Sonny Hilton? Well done, Liam. It was Sonny Hilton. <laughs> and you've taken a 3-1 lead in the first week. Congratulations to you. Will, you've got something to crawl back from um, in the in the big fat quiz of the year. But, you know, you've done it before. You've yeah. came back from behind and you've managed to win a series championship before. So I have all confidence in you that you're going to be able to do it once again. Lads, thank you so much for joining me. I've had a lot of fun doing that quiz. I've had a lot of fun doing the end of season awards. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun in general. And there isn't really anything else left for us to say apart from bye for now. Bye for now. now.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.